The Start On Demand. On demand. some fun on a Friday as the Labor Day long weekend is here and you shared some of your Labor Day weekend memories and as always what an incredible assortment of amazing stories we'll hear from a couple of recent high school grads on getting ready or maybe not getting ready for university this year and missing out on those high school traditions the number of scam phone calls seems to be going through the roof are you getting more lately And it's Friday, which means our weekly Gab with Gabby. Gabrielle Marchand from Global News Morning joins us and tells us that she has cheese dreams. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb, who is back on Tuesday. We are Mackling, McGarry and McNabb. And this is the Friday, September 4th podcast for The Start. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, minus the McNabb, Loren McNabb, taking the day off to extend her long weekend. And boy, oh boy, Greg, I can't wait for the long weekend. I know I've only been back at work for two weeks, but I woke up today, as this happens so often, I woke up on the couch at like 1.45, so I thought, oh, it must be Saturday if I'm waking up on the couch. Uh, yikes. And then two minutes later, once I composed myself, I realized, nope, it's Friday, I gotta go to work. And the stupid thing is, I actually got ready for bed. It was around 9.30, I think. I got up, took my contacts out. I even went into my bedroom and, like, made my bed and then pulled the corner over so that I could just slide into bed. Are you sure your maid didn't do that? Yeah, was my there maid. A, was there a chocolate on your pillow? <laughs> no chocolates, unfortunately. Uh, and then I guess I went back to the couch. I don't know. I was checking the forecast for the long weekend and bang. Fell asleep. I don't think you can use the word maid anymore. I think it's housekeeper. Do you have a live-in housekeeper? Is maid like one of those words that's unacceptable? I don't think you're supposed to use that word anymore. Okay. Yeah. I would never think to use it anyway (laughs) because I don't know anybody. Because you're not old like me. I'm not rich. I don't have that. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) Although there is still that company, uh, Molly Maid, that will come and they're a house cleaning service. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But uh, anyway, move on from that. Uh, I guess you didn't watch any hockey last night is what you're trying to say. Did you watch any basketball? No. Did you see the... the Raptors, I'm in bed just falling asleep and it erupts from the family room, which is right directly beneath me in my house. My kids are jumping up and down because the Raptors uh, fired a three-point shot to win a game three against the Celtics. Otherwise, they would have gone down three games to none oh, wow. in that series of defending champs. And then we had two NHL games last night and both teams that needed to win one. So we're actually going to have three games seven over the next two days. Exciting. Yeah. So this afternoon, Stars Avalanche play their game seven in their Western Conference semifinal at three o'clock our time. And then tonight, the Vancouver Canucks last night, all over the Golden Knights, at least on the scoreboard, four nothing. So Golden Knights and Canucks go back at it tonight, eight o'clock our time. 
And then tomorrow at 6.30, Islanders Flyers at Game 7. So three Games 7 in this round of the playoffs. Three out of four series going to the maximum to decide who moves on to the conference finals. Very exciting stuff. Exciting stuff indeed. Uh, it's funny that you ask if I watched any of the basketball because it was in a store yesterday and the, the kid working there, he says, hey, did you watch the game the other day? And first I'm thinking, there are many games. <laughs> to which game are you referring? And then he says, oh, the, the Denver uh, Jazz game. Like, wow, this is a hardcore basketball Yeah, fan. that's going deep, deep, deep. <laughs> and that was a game seven as well. Yeah. Yes, a big sports news yesterday. Don't want to steal all of Skylar Peters' thunder, but I think I'm about to. Uh, yesterday, just before we got off the air, it was announced that Steve Nash is now the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. And you were surprised by that. So for those who are unfamiliar with the situation, why is that a surprise? Well, just because Steve Nash is incredibly accomplished on the court. He's got multiple businesses that he looks after. He's got his own foundation. Life is pretty good for Steve Nash. Yep. And let's face it, being a head coach of any professional sport... You know, you have to have a special mentality. It's really living in the frying pan and in the spotlight. And I just didn't see him wanting to go down that road. Well, here we are. So uh, uh, as I did a little bit of digging, and of course, one of my kids says, you know, Dad, Steve Nash and Kevin Durant are pretty tight. <laughs> so Kevin Durant, is, who's yet to play for the Brooklyn Nets, okay. was signed as a free agent from the Golden State Warriors after last season. Their prized free agent signing uh, going to be ready to go whenever the NBA starts the 20, I don't even know what, see, 2020, 2021 season, uh, Kevin Durant should be in the lineup. So uh, there's a connection there. So, uh, yeah, it should be kind of neat to see how Steve Nash does, of course, a, a Canadian and, uh, while well, the greatest Canadian basketball player of all time. Now, I know that the sports things are not my thing anymore, but once upon a time, I did pay close attention to sports, particularly basketball. Can you name Steve Nash's? College. Uh, Santa Clara. Oh, look at that. Right off the top of your head. I, I, was, I was hoping maybe I could get one over on you. <laughs> it's okay, Brett. But, uh, yeah, I remember watching him in the NCAA tournament. Uh, and I'd never heard of Santa Clara. Had no idea that this Canadian kid was playing. But when I was watching that, I thought, this guy has, like, some real confidence. And even the announcers were blown away by how well he performed. They didn't – I can't remember how far they got. I think they only got two or three rounds in. But Well, for a small school like that and basically on the back of one guy, that's a major accomplishment. Yeah, so it was great to see him go on to have such a Hall of Fame career. And now that's cool that he's going to be back on the court, sort of. Surprisingly, a new survey found that 60% of kids have never experienced this. What is it? Bobby. Whoa, Bobby, are you in a tornado right now? Bobby's answer is thunderstorm. Was he like, it sounded like he was on a plane. It was taken off. It sounded like he's on the wing of a plane. Taking <laughs> off. Is he in an episode of the Twilight Zone? Uh, Heather. Yes, um, 60% of people camping, kids have never fished. Fished? Yeah. No, that's not the answer, but okay, that's a good guess. Oh, that is a great guess. guess. Randy, do you know what it is? Seen the Northern Lights? No. Oh, great guess, but no, that's not it. Yeah, that's a rare gift to see the Aurora Borealis. Ken, a new survey found Setting 60%. Up a tent. Say again? Setting up a tent. No, I'm sorry. If that's you can avoid it. that... 
for the rest of your life, avoid it. Yeah, especially if, you, if you're doing it with your uh, significant other. <laughs> right? It's a uh, test uh, of the relationship. Kevin, do you know what it is? Uh, sit by a campfire. You're, say that again? Sit by a campfire. No, that's not it, but that's, that's close. It involves campfire. Scott, do you know what it is? Uh, cooking on a campfire? I can't give you that. You are so close, though. It needs Pretty to be specific? very specific. What is being cooked? Vince, do you know what it is? How about roasting marshmallows? Say that again. Roasting marshmallows. Surprisingly, a new survey found that 60% of kids have never experienced cooked marshmallows over a fire. Woo! Well done, Vince. Congratulations, Vince. Oh, thank you very much. I just sent you that picture of the one we had last night, but I'm ready for another one right now. <laughs> yes. Vince needs more Santa Lucia pizza. <laughs> he had the 18-inch Euro pizza. Right on, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Thank gonna, you very much. I'm going to put you on hold. Forte is going to get your details. Can I just say, I actually despise roasted marshmallows and s'mores. Despise? Yeah, they're just so messy, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't mind the marshmallows, but you were just about to say s'mores. Completely overrated. They never turn out. The chocolates, chocolates never melted. Yeah, it, it, it's an idealistic thing that you just—it's almost impossible to make. If you have a trick, we're going up to sit by a campfire over the weekend. That please give me the trick because I, it ends up being a roasted marshmallow, two graham crackers, and a slab of Hershey's chocolate that's not melted in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I think I've heard that if you wrap it in tin foil. Oh. Kind of like uh, like uh, the, the whole wrap a whatever you wrap on, put it on a barbecue, like a baked potato yeah. or similar. But I just I don't like the roasted marshmallow because it just it, it's so messy and sticky and I don't know. I, I I've always and I, I find the taste is just like there's no taste to it. So that's just me. I'm not saying if you enjoy roasted marshmallows no. that you're wrong. No. Uh, hey. <laughs> I just hate them because they're so messy. I know people who consider marshmallow. Uh, a food group. <laughs> so, <laughs> really? <laughs> I actually didn't mind eating just like just out of the bag. But uh, yeah, but they still then they really don't have any flavor. It's more just a texture adventure yeah. than anything else. They don't really have. Well, <laughs> I like that a texture <laughs> adventure. If you eat enough of them, you will feel absolutely sick. Hey, this was great to uh, give away uh, pizza so early for our. Loyal, loyal early morning listeners. I've been thinking about this. If Howard Stern has his whack pack uh-huh. of fans, what of our core group of fans that text us every single day? We need to come up with a name for those people, for our, our radio family. We're getting inundated with text messages on a couple of things. One has to do with s'mores and marshmallows because I said I hate roasted marshmallows and we both agree that s'mores are overrated, at least in our opinion. But before that, you also asked the question, what should, should we name, like have a name for the club of listeners who listen this early? You you referred to the, what is the Howard Stern fan? The, they're called the Whack Packers. <laughs> and so I, I think we'll come up with something a little bit more respectful than that. Okay. Uh, but uh, one of our loyal listeners, Becky, says the Minions. I don't know. That that sounds a little subversive. I think it's, it should be more inclusionary. But you'd like that one. I like Minions. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, the Early Worms from Denny. Okay. You know, playing off the Early Bird Gets the Worm. Maybe yes. the Early Birds. Maybe you could go that way. And you like the you like the the last. Well, we've had 
a bunch of them, but you like this next one we're going to share. The Waking Dead. <laughs> That's pretty good, too. <laughs> so keep those coming at 780-6868. And clearly, Brett, I've been making s'mores wrong. I've been going about this completely wrong. One of our listeners says, uh, use uh, uh, the Mr. Christie digestive cookies that are already dipped in chocolate. Oh. And put your... Marshmallow in between that, warm it up first, and then put your roasted marshmallow in between that. Okay. That sounds like a good idea. Yep. And uh, Dawn said, I think it was Dawn, who said Reese peanut butter cups instead of just uh, a chunk of Hershey's chocolate. Oh. And then uh, Deborah and one other lister uh, went into great detail, a recipe for banana boats. Yeah, Deborah says cut a banana lengthwise. So cut a banana lengthwise, pardon me, while still in the peel, spread it open, stuff it with Jersey milk chocolate and marshmallow pieces, wrap it in tinfoil, cook it over a fire until the chocolate and marshmallows are melted, open up and eat with a spoon right out of the peel. Oh, sounds uh, pretty good, I have to say. And it was Gary that said the uh, Reese peanut butter cup. So sorry about that, Gary. Okay. So, hey, thank you so much for these. I I'm still not going to bother with any of this stuff. Oh, yeah. But well, uh, I, I, I'll give you a report. And there is obviously a better way to do it uh, than getting it... Just the sticky marshmallow mess all over the place. I've never figured it out, and I'd rather just uh, put a, a wiener uh, over the fire as opposed to the marshmallows, right? Yes, that's true, because yeah. you, you can't cook a hot dog wrong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even, if, even if it's charred, I don't care. I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy that. So keep those texts coming, 204-780-6868. Now, I got a phone call yesterday... I think the area code was like three three. It, it looked like it was an international call. Hmm. It didn't have. Oh, it started with the three three. I think that's Egypt. Yeah, it was like three three six, but there was no oh. like, like local or there was no parentheses. It was just like eleven or twelve numbers, and uh, I answered it hmm. out of curiosity. Oh. And sure enough, it was a recorded message. Uh, your social insurance number has been flagged. If you don't contact us. Uh, you will, your assets will be seized. I'm like, well, have fun with that because I don't have any assets. <laughs> <laughs> so good luck to you. <laughs> so I guess some of us can uh, take that approach, right? That whole idea. Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, take what you want because there's nothing to take. And I, I got to tell you, I've always said that my phone is for my convenience. Yep. I understand you're trying to get in touch with me, but I will speak to you when I can. And I can tell typically when it's an emergency and there are times when I will even run out of here because somebody's called me back twice. I know who it is. And it's like, okay, this somebody really needs to to speak to me. But every once in a while, I roll the dice and actually answer the phone from a number I don't recognize. And often it sounds like this. Before the magistrate judge or exempt jury for a federal criminal offense. So before this matter goes to federal courthouse or you get arrested, kindly press one and speak to an officer now. I repeat, press one to speak to an office right now to avoid further actions. Great. That's Global News reporter Eric Pendera. He's going to be building, well, that wasn't him, but he's building a story around these annoying, threatening, harassing, phishing phone calls. He recorded that audio yesterday. And um, do you ever answer the call, Greg, with the express intention of stringing these people along? The answer is yes, Brad. Yeah? Well, how about just seeing if they will answer a couple of simple questions? Eric did that. Please stay on the line and you'll be transferred to the next available agent. Oh, I wonder who it is. 
Investigation Division of Service Canada. How may I help you? Oh, yeah, so you're going to arrest me, right? Is that correct? Can I have a name? Uh, S- Steve Jenkins. <laughs> so where do you operate this from? Is this, is this, where is this call center located? Because it's clearly not located in Canada. Can you tell me where you guys operate this? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Who is this? You called me, pal. You better know who you're calling. Yeah. You, you know, if you want to be good at this scam game, don't ask me who I am. No, no, no. The better question is, who are you? At this point in time, because I know you're not who you say you are. And, uh, but I love to just, oh my gosh, what do I need to do? How, oh, I've done it a couple of times, uh, in particular with the computer ones. Oh, what is the message saying? You know, I have a Mac, not a a PC, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. We knew that. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Oh, give me a break. Yeah, Brittany Greenslade tweeted this out yesterday, uh, just asking. She says, Service Canada scam calls are getting out of control. I'm getting upwards of five a day from all sorts of numbers, she says. Um, and other people were message- messaging her saying they're getting 10 plus a week. I'm, I'm getting at least one call a day from a number that I don't recognize. So Easy, yeah. If you get these phone calls, and you likely do, how do you deal with them? Text us, 204-780-6868. One of our listeners says, I always press one and try and talk to them. Then they ask for your name. I always say, you called me, then they hang up. Really? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just uh, be first be aware that these calls are happening. And second, let us know how you deal with them, 204-780-6868. We'll have much more on this throughout the day. And as we mentioned, Global's Eric Pandera is working on this for a story. So you'll see more of that tonight at 6 p.m. on Global Winnipeg. Also, just... On the name Steve Jenkins, I wonder if Steve Jenkins is related to uh, Leroy Jenkins. Do you remember Leroy Jenkins? I don't. In that video? This, this goes back like well over 10 years. It's that World of Warcraft video where the guys are out there. They're 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 having like this conference call where they're outside of this room that they need to go in and they're figuring out okay how do we we got to go in and do this and we got to go in and do that and you got to you go left I'll go right and we've got a thirty three point three 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 percent probability of success repeating of course <laughs> <laughs> and then one of the characters who was just sitting there dormant this guy I guess he was out of the room and he just comes in and he goes Leroy Jenkins and he barrels into the room and the guys are like oh no we got to go save him and they all get killed this is a commercial or an ad for world of warcraft no it's a it's a, a recording of these guys playing this game <laughs> <laughs> i'll see if i can please find, find it for me <laughs> We had fun with this for August long, and we thought, ah, let's do it again for Labor Day weekend. It's the final kick at the summer can. For a lot of people, this is like sort of the the unofficial end of summer. So Labor Day weekend memories. Skylar Peters is here. Jeff Braun is here. Jeff Fortier is here. Skylar, why don't we start with you? Uh, Yeah, for me, it's uh, definitely going down to the lake. Um, Which one? uh, Pelican Lake down in, uh, you know, southwestern Manitoba by Nynette, Killarney, that kind of area. Oh, Killarney, our our, uh, news uh, overlord, uh, Kim Lawson. (laughs) Overlord? (laughs) Is that what it says on her business card? I think so, yeah. That's uh, that's Kim Lawson territory. Yeah, I mentioned that to her. I'd, I'd... 
had not met her until a couple of weeks ago when when she returned to the newsroom so that was uh, one of the first things out of my mouth because i was going to the lake that weekend but uh yeah we usually watch of course the labor day classic and then you know as we all know that's not a thing this year but um put it on the big screen on the projector um my dad's kind of a technological wizard of sorts down there so we'll probably do that with uh, some hockey games uh, a lot of game sevens this weekend which is going to be great um so you're going to the lake this weekend yep yep um we'll uh soak it up you know and, and it's not going to be that warm but probably get out on the water on the sea dew um our lake's really warm unlike clear lake which is just a freaking ice bath so <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna gonna try and get out on the water while we can because uh next thing you know it's gonna be october 2nd and we'll probably have four four feet of snow like last year Jeff. Wow, that was very optimistic and pessimistic just all in one <laughs> sentence. Thank you, Jeff Skyler. Ron. Yeah, the Labor Day Classic. That's uh, the main memory I have for September long weekend, and it almost never goes in the Blue Bombers' favor. So the weekend's a bit of a bummer. Plus, we usually work on Mondays. I mean, I've been here 22 years, and I think this is maybe the third or fourth time we haven't had to work on Labor Day Monday. So this year's shaping up to be better than usual because there's no way we can lose the labor day game this year and <laughs> we get the monday off that's right yeah and actually there was a stretch of about uh, two or three years where we did get labor day off um and i actually one of my one of my best friends uh best friendships started on labor day it was one of our former colleagues you might remember the name sean angus he was uh, one of our great producers here and we uh, learned in, in talking to each other, working with each other, that we both like golf. I said, well, why don't we go golfing on Labor Day? Have you ever been to Granite Hills? And he says, no. I'm like, let's go. And it was a beautiful day. It was the, per- the weather was perfect. And we went out and had a good time. And now we're really close friends. So for me, that's the standout Labor Day memory for me. If not for, if we had to work that day, uh, maybe Sean and I wouldn't be such good friends today. So uh, that's a special memory for me. Forte, what about you? Being a kid and, you know, combining the lake with the Labor Day Classic, uh, being out at the lake with my parents and just watching the Labor Day Classic right out on the deck, having the TV out, just relaxing. Uh, that's basically it. Besides that, like, uh, when the leaves start falling, I remember being at the lake. And when I was a kid, I would, like, bury myself in the leaves and <laughs> hide out in there and <laughs> no one would see me. And then I'd pop out and then we'd burn the leaves. Why could I see you doing that, like, Right tomorrow. now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still the same height, so it works out. And then you burn the leaves. Yeah. Not, not with me in them, though. <laughs> let's, don't don't do let's, that. Get that, let's get that. It's, like a, it's like a David Blaine thing going on there. <laughs> he was inspired after a stunt the other day. What about you, Mackling? Does it also involve the football? Always. 2002, I told the story about my mom's funeral on Labor Day weekend in 02, and then in 03, actually went to Regina, for the Labor Day Classic, the woman I was dating at the time told me that she could get tickets from one of the Blue Bombers that was a client of hers. So we drove to Regina. We went to the will call window. There were no tickets there for us. Oh. So we stood there. We insisted that, no, these tickets had, in fact, been left for us. And we waited and we waited. And, and I think the woman on the other side of the glass just finally got frustrated and go, well, they're not going anywhere. So they found us two seats. And we had a great time. The Bombers won. And I'd love to tell you more about the day, but I, I would be making it up. <laughs> really? Because you don't remember. Oh, no. The, only, the weird thing they do in Regina, at least they did at Old Mosaic Stadium, you could buy a token for your beer. And it was a dollar less than if you just waited in line and paid cash. I've I don't seen know, that at some other I don't know too. why they do it that way, but that's the way they do it. 
and Pilsner, I think, was the only beer available. Trooper was supposed to be playing. Well, they did play at the Brandt Center after the game. I was so excited to go see Trooper. I hope it was at a good show because I did not make it. The best uh, best concert I ever saw was Trooper at Clear Lake, like 2016. Free concert at Clear Lake. Yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Mackling and McGarry McNabb is back on Tuesday. I love Fridays, especially Fridays heading into a long weekend. And one of the reasons I love Fridays is everybody's just a little bit happier and we get so many text messages like from Mike on how to deal with scammers. Just one of the many conversations we're having this morning. Mike says, you are talking to the master of stringing along the phone scammers. I'm retired and I have nothing but time. My record of being on the phone is about 30 minutes. And in the end, the person on the other end usually curses at me and slams the phone down. I have all the right wrong answers to give them. Wrong social insurance number. My bank is Bank of Canadian Tire. I live in Ikea, Manitoba. They always buy what I am selling. Can't wait for the phone to ring again. Oh, Mike, I'm going to forward my phone to you. Because <laughs> a vast majority of the phone calls I get these days are not from anybody I know. And I would say two thirds of those end up being scam phone calls. And I love even just listening back to the voicemails that they leave. And every once in a while, they'll be in a foreign language. Yep. Every once in a while, they will be those very threatening messages. If you do not call us back, do not ignore this phone call. You are risking your freedom. <laughs> yeah, I love to uh, I love to listen back to those. And uh, every once in a while, I will muck around with them and, and uh, keep them on the phone for as long as I can. Because that means then they're not bothering somebody else. And we are also getting text messages on Labor Day memories, Labor Day weekend memories. And that's... That's what we're doing for Free Gas Friday at 8.45. We're going to select a text message and hand out a $100 gas card for Red River Co-op. And this one uh, got Greg and I both in the, what, how did Dennis Leary put it? In the, the cockles of our heart? <laughs> Dennis Leary, Leary and cockles of my heart just don't seem to add up. But he's, he's more emotionally in tuned yeah. than I think you realize once you see his stand-up. And Greg and I are both kind of hopeless romantics as yeah, well. And we this, So this one got us. My best Labor Day long weekend memory is 18 years ago when I married my best friend. Happy anniversary, Brenda. And uh, they add, thanks, we uh, know how to make memories uh, with our two children as well. So nice. we now make memories with our two kids. So that's great. So th- so keep those coming at 204-780-6868. And we also got a lot of text messages because we are both ragging on s'mores. That's right. So Curtis sent us a text at 780-6868 with a request, not for a song, this is what you usually request on a radio station, but a sound bite from the movie The Sandlot. Hey, want a s'more? S'more what? No, 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 you want a s'more. I haven't had anything yet. So how can I have some more of nothing? Shut up! You're killing me, Smalls. These are s'more stuff. Okay, pay attention. First, you take the gram. You stick the chocolate on the gram. Then, you roast the mallow. The mallow. When the mallow's flaming, you stick it on the chocolate. Then you 
cover it with the other end. Yeah, make me one of those. Yeah, me too. Then you scuff. There you go. It's just that easy. Sounds easy enough, in theory, but every time I've tried it, it's just a, a mess. So we got a lot of great suggestions on how to make it clean. So thank you for all of the text messages. We're having a blast this morning here on The Start. We just want to quickly set up something that we're going to be hearing about a lot today on 680 CJOB, of course, as we get ready for back to school next week. But post-secondary as well is a big part of the equation. Brittany Greenslade uh, has a story coming up tonight at 6 o'clock. As she spoke to some recent grads who missed a lot of their high school grad traditions, and now they're going to be missing campus traditions. Uh, Some have opted out of university, for example. Tuva Bergstrom, with whom Brittany spoke, uh, she said, missing out on the typical grad stuff in high school was tough. Well, it was weird this past year, 12 year missing out on, you know, having that sort of grad dinner that we fundraised for and having that dance and that proper convocation. And yeah, you know, it was unfortunate we missed that in our last choir performance of the year, which sucked because we worked really hard for that. And it was, it's, it's a bit rough, but we kind of adapted through it and found different ways of, you know, celebrating the graduating year, which was pretty sick. So Tuva is actually not going to go to university this year because she didn't dig the distance learning. She doesn't get anything out of it. She needs to be around people. And I actually, like one of my former instructors uh, at Red River College, really funny guy. He actually is a comedian, but uh, he was a great instructor. And he uh, tweeted something out yesterday. He said, are, is everyone's mics muted or is <laughs> just that. is no one laughing? <laughs> yes, I saw that. <laughs> so it's got to be tough on the teachers too, right? Because oh. for those, depending on the, the style of teacher you are, if you feed off of the energy of your students and you got to do it all online now? That's the difference between doing a radio show like Jeff Courier does when it's just him yep. sending out the vibes and doesn't have anybody to play off. That's where you, Loren, and I are so fortunate because we get to see the expressions in one another's faces. Are we going down the right path? Are we going down the wrong path? Yeah. And so you 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 depend on that feedback f- to justify or to to give you the praises sometimes that you need to and the validation that you're going down the right path of instruction and that you're connecting with people. So that part of it would be very very difficult. I would suggest for the instructors. And that's why I'm glad you're back in studio because for months you were at home and Loren was at home. Now we've got this rock glass uh, from UnbreakableWindows.com on our table here, so we can actually be in studio. So it's awesome to have you back. Annika Heidinger, meanwhile, she is starting her first year at the University of Winnipeg in criminal justice. Uh, She also talked about how the end of her high school experience was kind of weird. Well, we didn't get our spirit week. We didn't get our, uh, like, our grade wars. We didn't get our senior prank or skip day. But in the end, like, this is the biggest uh, prank, I believe, that uh, the schools have gotten. <laughs> now, she is super excited to be going back to school, even with the distance learning. And she's also excited that she's still going to have the opportunity to be around other people because they are doing some things at campus to at least give them that that kind of uh, some sort of university experience. Sense right? of belonging, yeah. that connection to the, the physical campus, because, yeah, there's obviously several ways that you can learn. You can get your education online, have been able to do that for a long time. There are online universities with no physical campus, but most people associate 
going to university with a, an overall experience, the connections you make in life. So for a lot of kids, young adults, it's going to be a difficult way to start out their career in college. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Yeah, like I know that uh, I don't think I would have been able to do my like I took creative communications at Red River and to think if I had to do that all at home. In a vacuum, essentially. Yeah, I, I just, I would not have yeah, you, thrived in that environment. Yeah, so. You need feedback. You need collaboration. That's where you, right? That's where the energy comes from. And we have been getting... All kinds of text messages at 204-780-6868 on a variety of topics, including phone scams, because that's one of the stories that we're covering today on 680 CJOB and Global News, is the increase in phone scams and the number of, the sheer volume of calls that we're getting. And this listener says, I answer all the time. I string them along, I string them along as long as I can, and then I tell them I'm Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Or another celebrity. And then they usually get angry and try to tell me off. That's the best part when these scammers get mad at you. Yeah. What are you getting mad at me for? Yeah. We, we know what you're up to. One of our listeners has gone into great te- detail. He says he's formed relationships with some of these people. They make up to five or 600 US a day scamming people. Really? Yes. Jeez. Yeah. Okay, so just be careful with those calls. Don't uh, don't buy them. Don't buy into it. Service Canada, Revenue Canada, they'll never phone you and tell you that you owe the money. Or that uh, you're on your way to jail. Yeah, that's not happening. No. Uh, Rob says on the subject of s'mores, because we were talking about s'mores, Rob says it's so much easier to make a s'more over the stove element. You put the graham cracker on a fork with a piece of chocolate on the graham just till the edge of the chocolate is soft. Then do your marshmallows and put it on the soft chocolate and top it with the graham cracker again. Okay. Okay. So, okay. and then Bill for free gas Friday at eight forty five, we're going to pick a winner for Labor Day weekend memories. And Bill says, as a kid, we spent a lot of time at Grand Beach every year. Without fail, we would spend that weekend camping at Grand Beach in Bay Nine. Always <laughs> Bay Nine. We hated it usually because it was always it just seemed cold and wet. Well, fast forward, I'm thirty seven with four kids. Uh, We lost both of my parents about 10 years ago to the dirty sea. Condolences, Bill. Uh, And I'll be damned if we're not going out to Grand Beach every September long in Bay 9, naturally. And it's my favorite weekend of the summer now. Go figure. That is, there's so much poetry in that text message from Bill. Thank you, Bill. Great memories, past, present, and future. So uh, thanks for sharing that with us. Mackling, McGarry, McNabb. McNabb is back on Tuesday. Giveaway Friday here. We've had three giveaways so far. We're about to do our third one. We gave away Santa Lucia pizza in our first hour. We gave away a pair of tickets for Imagine Van Gogh in the second hour. We have another pair of tickets to give away next hour. But right now, it's Free Gas Friday, the final Free Gas Friday, $100 gas card courtesy of Red River Co-op. And this morning, we asked you the question at 204-780-6868 to text us your Labor Day weekend memories. And boy, oh boy. Have we gotten some good ones, Greg? Yeah, some very good ones. And apologies if we don't read them and if we didn't get back to you. Literally hundreds of texts this morning on the variety of topics. Here's one that I really liked from Roxanne. Good morning. 1993 Labor Day weekend, we went to Penticton for my husband's niece's wedding. And I made her wedding cake in my motel room. <laughs> yes, it was a full three-tier traditional cake. The wedding was amazing, but I still think the best part was the faces of the motel manager and guests as we brought 
the cake out of the motel room. Happy Labor Day. That is from Roxanne. Okay, you've got some more. I believe you've compiled yourself a list. I have. Candy says, well, I don't have any real memories of Labor Day long weekend, but CGOB can make me have my first memory by winning free gas. <laughs> <laughs> that from Candy. Uh, two years ago, here's another one. Two years ago, myself and four friends went to Grand Forks. We each stayed in our rooms, but would meet each morning in one room on the balcony for morning mimosas. We ate, we shot, we drank, and we laughed and had so much fun that weekend. I love that weekend has come up on my Facebook memories to relight the warmth of those memories in my heart. Now, Vince, uh, was, was that one done? Did, uh, I, did I cut you off? I'll finish it. I haven't seen those friends because of COVID, but we did just get together Wednesday night. Seeing them just reminded me of how much I have missed them. Vince, uh, who actually won the pizza earlier, so he's ineligible to win this particular prize, but he's, he shared a great story. He says, 19 years ago today, I proposed to the love of my life in Red Deer uh, over a white picket fence gate, which we still have today at the top of our stairs in the house. We grew up 900 miles apart, but we're always attracted to each other when uh, together since early childhood. The main reason it is so memorable is because she said yes, but also because I flew home on the night of September 10th, uh, which we all know what happened the next morning. Mm. Two incredible days in a row I will never forget. So Vince, thank you for sharing that. Uh, but we got to announce the winner here. And this one, this was, a, I mean, it was tough as always to choose one, but oh, uh, yeah. this was, this is quite the story from Jeff who says in 2006, my wife was expecting with her first child. We had already lost one pregnancy quite early on. As my wife's pregnancy progressed, she was diagnosed with a condition called placenta previa, which could be dangerous to both mother and child. On Labor Day in 2006, one month prior to being full term, my wife began to bleed and went into distress. I called an ambulance and my wife was rushed to St. Boniface Hospital. I honestly thought I was not only going to lose our child, but also lose my wife. The outstanding staff at St. Boniface responded so quickly and within an hour of being brought in, not only did they save my wife, but performed an emergency C-section and saved our beautiful daughter. What could have been a tragic day now is our most celebrated day. Labor Day has a slightly different meaning for us, and I feel so lucky to have both my wonderful wife and beautiful daughter. That's my humble and heartfelt greatest Labor Day weekend memory. Jeff, congratulations. You are the winner. Thank you for sharing that wonderful story with us. And thanks to everybody for sharing your memories. It's been, uh, it's been humbling, I think is a good word for Jeff to use. It's, been, it's humbling for us to be for you to share that part of your life with us. So deeply, so intimately. Uh, congratulations, Jeff. And so many people also saying Labor Day weekend meant the Jerry Lewis telethon. Yep. Right on global television, CKND, of course. And, uh, well, I'll finish that thought in the next hour and how monumental the Labor Day weekend was in 1975 for our television friends. Mackling, McGarry, McNabb, who is back on Tuesday. And before we introduce our next M guest, Marshawn, uh, Greg, you got to complete your CKND story. Yeah, so uh, a lot of people saying that it was a Jerry Lewis telethon that was a uh, memory for them during Labor Day weekend. Well, during Labor Day weekend, on Aug which started uh, in August back in 1975, Sunday was August 31st. CKND, Global Television is how most of you know it by now, signed on Channel 9, Cable 12, 
And uh, <laughs> both shown prominently uh, in the station's logo. You're, you'll remember that, uh, the, the, the channel and the cable. Both CKND and KCND, which is the broadcast license that uh, Asper's bought in order to get a transmitter into Winnipeg. Okay. They simulcast the Jerry Lewis MDA telethon until 5.30 p.m. September 1st, 1975 after which they shut down the KCND transmitter and CKND survived all on its own and became the the third English option in our market. And uh, just for uh, McNabb, the KCND tower was actually moved from Pembina, North Dakota to Minnedosa to serve (laughs) Western Manitoba. And you might remember uh, this. The... Its first regularly scheduled program on CKND following the MDA telethon was the Hollywood Squares. Oh, well, our next guest would be, I think, a great addition to the Hollywood, scare- oh. Hollywood Squares, Gabrielle Marchand from Global News Morning. It's time to gab with Gabby. Hello there, Gabby. Too bad I can't carry a tune. I would love to be part of a barbershop quartet. What a claim to fame. I'd for sure put that on my Twitter profile. Yeah? One, one fourth of a barbershop quartet, the crappy part. The crappy <laughs> Well, then they would kick you out really fast if you were, you have to hold up your end of the bargain. My grandfather and his three brothers were in a barbershop quartet together. They called them the Argue Brothers because they could not get through a rehearsal without literally fighting with one another. But uh, Passion. Very passionate, but they were all very good. They just split up and went (laughs) their separate ways and all sang with separate barbershop quartets. So I love barbershop music. It's a big part of my family history. It's so good, so beautiful. But imagine somebody who can't hold a tune that just keeps you humble, you know, keeps you grounded. That would be me. So we got to ask you something here, Gabby. On Monday, as uh, LeBurger, or was it Tuesday? Mm. Whatever day it was, but LeBurger Week kicks off. I sense an airing of grievances (laughs) happening here. And we we see down the hall, the whole point of getting together, of bringing us together in one building was synergy and sharing, and we see you guys have burgers for Burger Week. Where were our burgers? I just assumed that you'd also received burgers, so we cut them in half, we doled them out to other people. They also brought a box of beer, which we obviously didn't drink at work, but we did take home and split that. But I, I just assumed <laughs> <laughs> honesty on a Friday. I love Beat it. for yourself, television. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just assumed that you had your own Bergs. Otherwise, I would have shared my Bergs, but they were delicious. So I am truly sorry. It, it shan't happen again. I'm just I'm just kidding around. I was I, I, I actually had plans to go out for lunch that day anyway. So it's a good thing that I didn't. But uh, what did you, so what did you have on Monday? Hey, my invite clearly got lost in the mail. But uh, we had some delicious <laughs> burgers. We had one from Chibo. I believe the onions were done in Coca-Cola. There was a Coca-Cola oh, aspect. Neat. Um, delicious patty. We also had one from Saddlery on Market, which was a chicken burger. Loved it. Crispy, creamy, some aioli in there, fusion of flavors. I feel like I'm rubbing this in your face now. Uh, well, no, because I ended up like that later that day. I went to, uh, I've, I've had two burgers this week, but I'm only going to talk about one because I'm going to stick to the, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Oh. I did post it on my Instagram if you want to see the verdict on the second Hold. one. But the good one was at uh, Nicolino's and they had uh, a burger. They, it's called Il Vincitore, I believe, which means the winner. And uh, it had some melted Gouda on it. 
bacon, homemade bacon jam, I think spinach, um, caramelized onions. The bun, the brioche bun was made in the restaurant, and it just, the whole thing just melted in my mouth. It was so good, and they, their fries were delicious. I'd never been to Nicolino's. We interviewed Nick a couple of years ago, I think, to talk about Chow Dine about Winnipeg. That's but right. I've been wanting to get down there, so that was an amazing burger. Mackling, what about you? Do you see a little bit of drool just down this window right here? I do. Yeah, I didn't feel like mending fences the way you were describing uh, the delicious food that you had, and then Brett sort of uh, came back and, and balanced things out a little bit. No, I'm okay. Okay, I'm fine. I haven't been out for Le Burger Week yet. yet but the weekend. I intend, yeah, uh, the long weekend is here. And so uh, Jonesy's and Birds Hill, you can expect me. We're regulars up in Jonesy's. So, uh, I love that. Yeah. You're like a mascot, a really cool. You're like a cool dad mascot. Yes, mascot. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just had to throw in the dad part, though, eh? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Could have just, just stuck with cool mascot. Yeah. I have a very important question for you, though, because you work on a morning show schedule, so you go to bed. I mean, you couldn't pay me to eat a cheeseburger right before bed. I would probably drink three shots of espresso before I do that because cheese dreams. Do you get the weird, wacky cheese dreams where you get like the cheese sweats and then you wake <laughs> up and you're dreaming about people in your past and, and maybe you've committed a crime in the dream or you have no pants on and you're public speaking? Cheese dreams, that's a thing for you? No, oh. not at all. But I, I wish that they could hook up some uh, some nodes to your brain uh, connected with RCA plugs to a, a VCR or a digital recording advice. So, <laughs> VCR. We could, so that we could watch those back from uh, what you're seeing in your brain. Wow. That's a pretty vivid stuff there. Yeah, very specific. Is there a particular cheese that really sets off your dreams? No, I think it's just, I swear, this is not just me. Maybe for people listening, if you've ever had weird cheese dreams, I, I think this is a common thing, you guys. Honestly, Brett, you've never had weird dreams after eating a really heavy, cheesy meal right before bed. Well, I, I maybe I have, but I've never connected those dots. So I now feel like I might need to, uh, to experiment with this. Because uh, I Googled, I just Googled cheese dreams and there are people asking, does cheese give you vivid dreams? What do dreams about cheese mean? Why does cheese make me have weird dreams? Okay. So this is clearly a thing, Gabby. If I could drop this microphone right now, I would. Don't, because it's brand new and uh, our... Costs our, more than me. Well, oh, no. Sorry, it my just, salary. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, let's let's just shift gears violently now to uh, the fall because I know that you and Kayla kind of got fired up about this. About a lot of Manitobans who love fall and are ready to say bye to summer. What side are you? Uh, yes, I know Kayla was in yesterday giving us the the long term Labor Day weekend forecast, and she mentioned that you had your Uggs on. So I'm guessing you're on team. Fall sucks like Jeff Braun. This is a source of contention, actually, for many people. And I get it. I put on the Uggs way too early. I love a pair of furry boots. It's like wearing clouds around your feet at work. <laughs> but I, I love fall. How about you guys? I, I love it. It's crisp. It's not cold yet. It's fresh. The changing leaves, the food. When fall is good, it's my favorite time of year. Yes. Uh, because there it is. Because it, fall of 2017 was spectacular. And of course, I measure how good the fall is by how many rounds of golf I play. I played 20 rounds of golf in September, Ooh. October that year. But last year, I think I played three times because the weather was trash in September, October. And it was funny because I was thinking going into fall 2019, like it can't be worse than fall 2018. Nope, it was worse. And we had that big snowstorm too to screw the whole thing up. So the fall the last couple of years has been garbage. So I'm really hoping that this 
fall is a nice time of year. Yeah, essentially too short. That's my problem with fall. When I lived in the Okanagan, fall was indeed oh, my yeah. favorite time of year for all the reasons that people who love it Love it, the changing colors and the fresh the air. Wine. The 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 wine crop, yes, and the new vintage and the, oh, yes. And, of course, the fact that uh, mosquitoes disappear is a great thing here in Manitoba. They don't have mosquitoes in the Okanagan. And uh, so, yes, but it's, it's too short here. So, for me, it's just the sign that winter is all too close. That's a great point. The winter... I try to be positive. I try to be positive, but sometimes fall just doesn't allow me to be so. I feel like there's a Shakespeare quote in there. Uh, my brain is just too tired to remember it. The winter of our uh, our discontent. Anyone? <laughs> no, no takers. Okay. I think. No, it's- I think there is something like that. Uh, before we let you go, though, we were talking about school, that like funny uh, school outfits and whatnot, and school pictures. And I understand that uh, you had brought in some Disney flair to your pictures. So my parents let us dress ourselves. I mean, that's their first mistake. Also, big head of curly, curly hair they couldn't tame. They also let us do our own hair. Massive mistake. What grades are we talking about? I'm talking like four years old, five years old. (laughs) I picked my own clothes out as of three on, I believe. And let me tell you, dumpster fire every day. Oh, yeah. And you sent us a picture as well of you're wearing the the Dalmatians on the sweater and this uh, cute little uh, uh, bow in your hair. Yeah, that is some pretty frizzy hair, though. You're right. Yeah, it doesn't do well still when it rains out. What about you guys? Do you have any epic school photos that you would blow up and put on the wall? This is adorable. You put this together yourself? (laughs) Yeah, oh, but I mean, so the big baggy, probably chocolate-covered sweater. You can't see the chocolate stains, but I'm sure they're there. <laughs> Nothing has changed, I see. They're there, Gabby. Yeah, no, I mean, once a mess, always a mess, I guess. What about you two? Anything to share? Any I was photos? telling uh, Greg and Loren this week that uh, in grade two, I cut my I cut my own bangs to try to make them look like Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi, uh, much to the chagrin of my mother, because I did it the day before the pictures, so there was no say, there was no stop it. So I just had to go to school and get the pictures done. Uh, it didn't, I don't think it turned out that bad, but my mom would have told you a different story on that. Yeah, and uh, the day before picture day was the day that I finally decided that I should use the Clearasil that had been sitting on my sink or in the shower for weeks and weeks. And my mom's saying, you know, if you just start using it now, it won't get so bad. And then, of course, you realize picture day is on Monday and Monday morning in the shower. <laughs> you're trying to get all the zits off at once. Never worked. Didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah. I, I want a yep. picture of a bowl cut. If either of you had a bowl cut, <laughs> send that pic my way. Love a good bowl cut. I had the the mushroom hair when I was three or four years old. Like yes. I just, my head just looked like a giant helmet mushroom. Yeah, it was mullet. Uh, yes, uh, bowl cut. No, my nickname. One of my nicknames in high school was hippie. So. <laughs> Take a guess. What is it? Party in the back, business in the front. There it is. Backwards, but that's good enough. Business like in the the front, and then the party in the back. Well, Gabby, Gabby is a perfect mix of business and party. She is the host and anchor of Global News Morning, and we get to gab with Gabby every Friday morning after the nine o'clock news. Gabby, thank you so much. A pleasure as always. Happy long weekend. Hopefully, no cheese dreams, my friends. I want to try this cheese dream thing. I'm going to have to. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think. 
And hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on CJOB. Talk soon.